Hey, this is Nick here. I wanted to send a quick message to the founders out there. If you're raising your first round of capital and you're not located in the Bay Area, New York City, or Boston, we'd love to connect with you. Newstack leads deals for founders that don't fit the standard Silicon Valley profile and are located in undercapitalized areas. If that describes you, or if you know a startup that fits that description, please send us an email. It's team at newstack.vc. Now here's a word from our partners. This episode of TFR is brought to you by Pacific Western Bank. Pacific Western is the leading provider of venture debt and banking services to startups, growth stage companies, and their investors. Go to pacwest.com to learn more. Welcome to the podcast about investing in startups, where existing investors can learn how to get the best deal possible. And those that have never before invested in startups can learn the keys to success from the venture experts. Your host is Nick Moran, and this is The Full Ratchet. Welcome back to another episode of The Full Ratchet. Today, we welcome Jonathan Trieste and Brett Demaray of Ludlow Ventures to discuss the topic, No Fun Allowed. This interview today will be a little bit different than usual, as we're going to be addressing some of the more sensational and funny aspects of venture capital. Jonathan and Brett, of course, are the hosts of Carpool VC, and the guys are just hilarious on that show. Okay, so today we're going to cover areas including what's the strangest or most shocking pitch you've ever heard? What's the most frequent startup style faux pas and which venture capitalist is the most frequent offender? What's the most boring or annoying thing about being a venture capitalist? If you could pick a handful of investors for the new reality show, VC Survivor Island, who would you choose? If you were a unicorn hunter, what startup would be first on your hit list? Whose blog do you read frequently, but always leave more confused than when you arrived? Which current presidential candidate reminds you most of a venture capitalist? And finally, when you think of superheroes and supervillains, who from the VC world comes to mind? Those questions and some good candid conversation with the guys today. Uh, next up is the interview with Jonathan Trieste and Brett Demaray of Ludlow Ventures. Today, Jonathan Trieste and Brett Demaray join us from Detroit, Michigan. Jonathan and Brett of Ludlow Ventures also host the very fun and entertaining video podcast, Carpool VC. Jonathan and Brett, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having us. Yeah, it's our pleasure. It's fun hearing you on the other side of the mic here. But uh, Jonathan, can you start us off with a little bit on your background and also your path to investing in startups? Sure. Um, so we started Ludlow Ventures in 2009. Prior to that, we had we were dabbling more in the design world. We had a small design agency, um, primarily focused on helping founders of tech companies develop better UI UX strategies. And uh, there came a point where I realized very quickly that I wasn't good enough at designing anything, but I still wanted to work with these companies. So the the best case scenario was to start investing in them uh, if I wanted to stay attached to them in the tech ecosystem. So that was kind of the the creation of Ludlow Ventures back in 20, 2009. Awesome. And how about you, Brett? How did you find your way to becoming a venture capitalist? Uh, I became best friends with a venture capitalist. Was, <laughs> was really what happened. Uh, so I, out of college, I started a company called Wedit out of Detroit in 2009, kind of the same time Jonathan was starting Ludlow. And we happened to be 
in the same co-working space and my desk was right outside his office. And so we became good friends just through talking about business and stuff. And then, you know, one night I went over to his house for dinner and the relationship kind of evolved from there. Is that, you came over to my house for dinner. Is that true? Yeah. You did? Yeah. You met my family and stuff? Yeah. Really? Yeah. It was all part of an elaborate scheme to make you my best friend. And then, uh, when I was, uh, done or I, I stepped down from an active role and wet it, I think Jonathan was afraid to lose his only friend in Michigan. And so he invited me to come on the team. And then after that is when uh, we raised the second fund. I have no recollection of you coming over for dinner for what it's worth. I came over for dinner. I came over like shotless and stuff. And That's crazy. I, the, the key is for anybody <laughs> who wants to become a venture capitalist, find a venture capitalist with young kids and then get their kids to like you. By the way, I should mention, that's a good strategy. We're <laughs> squatting in someone's office right now. And that individual... Is on his way back. We can see him walking towards us. So we're about to get displaced. Maybe. We'll see. Maybe he'll just sit in and join us. He's yeah. great. He's terrific. So you guys um, did like the formal courting process, like a married couple, met the parents. It was great. I asked his parents for permission before I hired him. <laughs> Pretty much. Actually, my parents were not like thrilled that because when, uh, when Jonathan invited me on board, I don't think he was anticipating me saying like, yeah, sure, I'll do that. Um, and it was before he had raised the second fund. And so there was no money to pay me. And so I worked for like six to nine months for free. And my parents weren't so thrilled. About I, don't know that if we're, I don't know if we're legally allowed to disclaim that you didn't get paid. Well, I mean, it was, <laughs> I wasn't like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to admit that that was the case in case you ever tried to sue me. I, I mean, I don't think it's like, I didn't even sign anything ever. <laughs> I don't even know if you're a real official. Employee. I don't think I was on the books. <laughs> Jonathan paid me in cash. Is that illegal? No, that didn't happen. <laughs> that didn't happen. Seriously. <laughs> All right, guys. So little hat tip to one of my favorite musicians, uh, the late Glenn Fry of the Eagles. We're going to be calling today's topic, No Fun Allowed. And we're going to be covering a variety of different questions that are very politically correct. So I'll let either of you guys answer. Just feel free to jump in whenever you want. And we'll start out with something easy. So for either of you, what's the strangest or most shocking pitch you've ever heard? That's super simple. Oh, the, tr- the problem is the ones that are listening. Yeah. Uh, well, I can give you one that I would sh- for sure he's not listening. Someone, someone came to us and literally said, what is the problem with advertising today? And I was like, you know, I was trying to think of a sophisticated response. Didn't matter. His, he looked at me straight in the eye and he said, there's no way to advertise on the moon. And... I, I wasn't positive he was telling the truth or not, or like whether or not he was serious. But it, it turns out he was. Wow! And he had like he had a whole like slew of information. He just had this huge packet, like this forty-page book of how he was going to do this. And then the best part was the source and uses for the capital. He was raising three billion dollars, two point nine nine of which was going to be used to quote hire NASA scientists to figure out how to advertise on the moon, and a hundred thousand dollars to pay him annual salary to like you know run the operation. Wow. So, but that was a bait and switch. He snuck in. I don't even know how he got a meeting and then he got into our office and then we just had to be super, super nice to make sure he didn't come back and kill us. <laughs> so you said it was a bait and switch. What was the real pitch? No, well, the email originally was not that. It, I think it was one of those like, can you help me just w- looking for a little advice type of things and then full out pitch mode second we met. Unbelievable. All right. So here's another softball for you. But uh, what's the most frequent startup style faux pas? And which venture capitalist is the most frequent offender? Like actual style? Like they wear a sweater vest? (laughs) Yeah. Or a suit. You know, I see a lot of venture capitalists that are 
trying to play venture capital and wearing a suit and scaring away all the founders? I think it's a pretty red flag that you're not like an early stage venture capitalist if you're still wearing like a full suit and tie. <laughs> yeah. Pocket square. And a pocket square. Um, I think most of the days now, like most of the other VCs I know, we're pretty casual. Like a wolf in sheep's clothing, we're trying to look like the people we're investing in. That makes it sound really nefarious. Um, <laughs> but it's not that, I promise. <laughs> we're actually cool people who wear cool clothes. I, also not true. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to look back to see what Tim Draper was watching on on his episode of Carpool. Oh, I think he was yeah, probably he wearing something. Suit. But, you know, he's, he's, <laughs> he's got that old school yeah. vibe, like back in the day. He's also Tim Draper. He can wear whatever he wants. That's he true. Shown up <laughs> yeah, he's got a lot of credibility. Yeah. Anything from you on that big style faux pas, Jonathan? Don't ask Jonathan about style. It's a joke. Oh, him. that's really cute. That's really cute. Nice pants, loser. <laughs> See, Jonathan really doesn't have an answer. Style is not his thing. It's not my thing either, to be honest, perfectly honest. Okay, so no suits and no sweater vests then. I I personally avoid them. Jonathan's been <laughs> I Jonathan, love rocking. Jonathan's been vest. rocking a new look lately <laughs> with a hooded sweatshirt with a with like a sports coat over it. It's a really interesting look. I love it. It's very comfortable. I'll make sure to put that up with the episode in your profile pic, Jonathan. Yeah. yeah. It makes me look at least twenty two. Yeah. <laughs> So next question here is, what's the most boring or annoying thing about being a venture capitalist? Uh, most annoying or boring thing? I'll tell, you, I'll tell you the most annoying thing. Okay. The most annoying thing is like generally, and Brett won't agree with me on this one, He's, but I'm going to say it anyway. I, I, I fly by my gut a lot and I have a good idea, not whether or not a company or founder is good quickly because that takes a long time to discern but whether or not i'm interested in a specific deal and i and i can do it relatively quickly again a disclaimer like i'm, I'm wrong a lot but I, the most annoying thing is like sitting with someone for an hour and a half when i know right away that it's not a good fit and trying to be courteous of everyone's time and still be friendly and but i have terrible add and it's an uncomfortable position to be put in well, why are you rolling your eyes? Okay, that's great. So now everybody <laughs> we ever talk to is going to think, hey, I wonder if he's still interested in this conversation after like five minutes. Okay, listen. Whatever. Uh, but I'd be actually, There's- the truth is I'm really, I'm really working on it and I'm, I'm trying to be much more transparent and say like right away, like, you know what, happy to help any way I can. I just don't think that I haven't seen the you get in trouble too. Like, oh, you don't think it's a good fit? You've given me five minutes of your right. time. Thanks. Right. It's just a bad practice in general. Something he's going to work on. <laughs> um, if I have anything to do with say that, I think I think the right, the better answer. We don't. There's no right or no, better. There's answer. a better answer. I, <laughs> when I say it, you're gonna be like, "Oh, right, I do hate doing that." That's super boring. It is anything to do with like fund management? So like, yeah, but we don't. We outsource that. Not not totally true. Okay. okay. I mean, I, I do a lot of it. You don't do any of it. Okay. Oh, all right. Fine. <laughs> all right. Fine. Whatever. Then yeah, we hate talking to entrepreneurs. By the way, no. <laughs> by the way, entrepreneurs feel the same exact way. If they get in a room with a VC, they they get a pretty good sense of indication whether or not they think this could be a good partner for them right away too. I mean, it's just it's not it's not such a novel concept, and no one wants to be trapped. Listen, it's not about VC at all. Let me just take it step a step back. It's about being forced to sit through meetings that aren't good fits for either parties. It can be related. You can relate it to any any part of your life. It doesn't have to be VC founder. It could be anything. Cool committees. Sure. So that's that's Jonathan's answer. Mine's the opposite because I love talking to entrepreneurs. I don't like the the fund management stuff, the financial stuff, the HR payroll stuff. That's good because I got a founder who wants to advertise on the moon. You should sit down with him for an hour. Cool, happy to. 
then I can provide some constructive <laughs> At least if Jonathan walks out, Brett, you'll stick around, right? That's why it kind of works. <laughs> All right. Uh, next, we've got, if you could pick a handful of investors for the new reality show, VC Survivor Island, who would you choose? Oh, man. Uh, I, a couple names come to mind kind of like right off the bat. So one is Jason Calcanis, just because he's kind of like no holds bar will say anything. He would yep. be, I think, a good kind of antagonistic feature on the show and posture. He has his own reality television show coming out. Yeah, coming out. I don't That's know. True, yeah. I don't know if they're going to be on an island. What What is the premise of the show? They're stuck on a tropical island and they need to invest in deals in order to keep staying. Like if the founders don't select them to leave their deal, they get banished. It's like Lord of the Flies. They actually kill each other and call each other Piggy. And yeah, who's Piggy? Who's Ralph? <laughs> um, I'm a huge Mark Suster fan. I think he would do well on a uh, Survivor style island show. I'd pick Brett. He has a way of like just eating foreign objects and surviving. <laughs> I think he'd actually. He has, he has Survivor skills. He doesn't complain much, and I think that he would just find a corner and hide until the show is over. He might be able to win. Persevere. I would like to see Jonathan deal with it. He's, <laughs> he's, uh, <laughs> if he doesn't have the right hand lotion, he has issues. <laughs> so, that is not true. If you can see my hands right now, they're cracking and bleeding. I'm not that high maintenance. <laughs> they're not cracking and bleeding because you're like mainly doing construction work after VC. They're cracking and bleeding because he's so frail and the littlest bit of dry hair. <laughs> Makes them fall apart. <laughs> perfect humidity conditions. I'm pretty fickle. That's <laughs> true. I'm a homebody. So, I don't know. I guess it's... Are you done, Cal- are you done sucking Jason up Calcanis, <laughs> Yeah. I'd love to see who wins that. Look at it wouldn't be me or Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's another one for you. If you were a unicorn hunter, what startup would be first on your hit list? Oh, how about unicorn uh, power uppers? No, we're like unicorn cowboys where we want to get a unicorn tame it and ride it. Do you have one? No, I play nice with right. unicorns. Well, I have one. I think I think Slack is kind of the answer right now because it's not it's not like a you know twenty billion dollar company yet, but I think it will be. And the reason why is we're like starting to get to that point where we saw you know not too long ago with any big breakout company like Twitter or Facebook. Um, where Slack is being, we're getting pitches for companies that are building on top of Slack, which I think starts to speak to where Slack is going as a platform. Um, and that, my friends, is evidence of someone who looked at the questions beforehand and someone who did not. That is, you <laughs> for sure no, had that one ready. Not true. Not yeah. true at all. You're not that smart. That is, okay. <laughs> I'm brilliant. I don't know what you're talking about. Also, it might be a sign that I'm brilliant that I prepped. Yeah. Okay. So you cheated. No, I did not cheat. It's not a. It's not like a test. It is. It's a test. It's a test. It's an open book test. You got sent the questions too. Yeah. All right. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. The image of Brett wrangling slack and and riding bareback is is not one that's very appealing. I don't think anybody finds that appealing. (laughs) It might be a good promo though for the reality show. Uh, whose blog do you read frequently, but always leave more confused than when you arrived? <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, that is a good question. I, uh, so I read a lot of VC blogs. I think the one that is kind of the most, there's a couple. Um, yes, for one. 
Okay, well, since I'm the only one who reads, I'm gonna have to give two answers oh, for Jonathan. Brutal. Um, I'm gonna butcher his name. I actually don't know how to say his name. Don't do it. Thomas. Just, just, yeah, I was gonna say that. I really was gonna say Thomas's yeah. blog. Everybody yeah. Reads. He's super technical. Obviously brilliant, but his like writing style is kind of you know I leave a little backwards. Um, I literally was gonna say that. I remember posting one of his blogs and someone was like, oh, Jonathan, which part did you find particularly interesting? And I was like, uh-oh. All of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then ben- Benedict Evans also writes kind of, you know, in-depth analysis of markets and stuff. Don't walk away confused. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, you might. I'm much better at understanding tweets. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, if you're a VC, you've heard of Carta. You've probably even accepted securities from a portfolio company on the platform. It feels like every new company is using Carta, and there's already 16,000 VC-backed companies on the platform. They also offer tools and services for VCs like fund administration. Carta has an army of fund accountants delivering high-quality service and dedicated teams of engineers constantly improving the functionality of their user-friendly investor platform with in-app quarterly reporting, real-time fund metrics, LP portals, and more. It's also easy to switch from an existing fund administrator or to augment your in-house team with their service. Learn more about their services at carta.com forward slash investors. And this episode of TFR is brought to you by Pacific Western Bank. Pacific Western specializes in providing financial services to startups, growth stage companies, and their investors, helping to navigate financial obstacles by providing access to funds and expertise. Pacific Western's customized products and team of venture banking specialists provides a banking experience designed specifically with startups and VCs in mind. If you run a tech company or if you invest in tech companies, it's strongly advisable that you build a relationship with the folks at Pacific Western. Go to pacwest.com to learn more. Next one we've got. Which current presidential candidate reminds you most of a venture capitalist? <laughs> oh man, brutal. Yeah, these are brutal. Um, listen, obviously, venture capitalists are not all the same, and I could probably find a candidate who reminds me of a venture. Every single candidate reminds me of a different venture capitalist, and then there are many venture capitalists who are a thousand times more impressive than every candidate right now. I think everybody on earth is more impressive than every candidate right now. <laughs> um, so I really should have looked at those questions. Yeah, you really should have. Well, you did look at the questions. So what this one's a tough one. Cause like some people may take it as a compliment. Some people yeah, may yeah. take it as a negative. Yeah. Could be, could if be. it's a current candidate and you're going to relate a VC to it, then for sure it's going to be an insult. Yeah. I Watch think, yourself. I think Brad Feld reminds me a lot of uh, George Washington. And so it's a current candidate. I know I'm, I'm trying to like skirt it by I'm <laughs> flattered to George Washington, right? Hunter walk and Abraham Lincoln. Cause they look similar. Yeah. I see that he's tall. Hunter walk is surprisingly tall. I think Abraham Lincoln was like six, five <laughs> Hunter walks at least six. six so again, we're going to, I think we're choosing to punt on this one because we rely on being friendly to stay in business. When you think of superheroes and super villains, who from the VC world comes to mind? Super villain is tough. Super villain is who's on like, you know, what is basically the same thing as what would they really remind you of a candidate today? Yeah. <laughs> um, Naval Ravikant is definitely Yoda <laughs> for sure. <laughs> because he's just brilliant and says the most profound things. And, uh, and has awesome force powers that he doesn't really show a lot of people. 
Yeah, he definitely has. The, he definitely has the force. Yeah, that's uh, a, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, and Brett is Doctor Doom. Yeah, I, I'm evil. I don't even know what Doctor Doom. Does. What was Doctor Doom's power? It's like magnetism and stuff. Uh, you're definitely not Doctor Doom. <laughs> uh, you're, you're more like Catwoman. <laughs> no, are you choosing to ignore that? Yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, Brad Feld could be like openness man. What are you talking? <laughs> That's the most real. openness man. That would be his thing. He's like he's open. He like kind of wrote the I book. Know, Brad, uh, yeah. There's no such openness character man. as we're not creating. We're creating. Super, no, we're trying to put them in positions of superheroes that already exist. Fine. Then maybe he's like a super villain, like Brainiac, Doctor Xavier. Yes, Professor Xavier. Professor Xavier. Yeah. Okay. That works. That Brett's works. definitely the super villain, though. Yeah. Great fun there in part one of the interview. In part two, we will cover questions including, Peter Thiel has famously asked the question, what's something you believe to be true that no one else does? Where I flip that question around and ask the guys, what's something you don't believe to be true that everyone else does? Who wins the biggest nerd trophy at the next annual Ludlow Investment Team Awards? The Mount Rushmore of Venture Capital has been commissioned. Who's on it and who's most jealous not to be on it? And finally, I turn one of the guys' questions back on them where I ask them the famous question from Carpool VC. There is a curtain. Behind that curtain are three people. And you have to marry one of them after asking one question. What's the one question you ask? The second segment here does not disappoint, so stay tuned for that one. Until then, remember to over-prepare, choose carefully, and invest confidently. See you next time.